0: KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. Today, we're going to be talking about a couple things that we wanted to give you a heads up about. Mental health and one person's experiences with some high highs and low lows. We're also going to be talking about a psychedelic substance, ketamine. And you might hear some language that is a bit sensitive, too.
1: Welcome to the co-op. We're at 1625 South Street, right in the middle of 16th and 7th on South in Philadelphia.
0: All right, let's go inside. If you weren't looking for it, you'd probably walk right past the co-op. There's barely anything on the exterior that distinguishes it, except for an iPad-sized sign. But... If you get close enough to read the sign, that's where things start to get interesting. The co-op, a psychedelic psychotherapy cooperative. Pretty far out. So in some ways, this very much feels like a welcoming home, like a resident walk up Brownstone here right along South Street.
1: Mm -hmm. So a patient would walk up the steps, they would be greeted by their therapist or nurse practitioner. Um, they're going to get the smell of incense coming in. They're going to hear music. Um, they're going to take off their shoes. They're going to put on the slippers that we provide. They're going to hang their
0: coat. That's Dr. Sophia Branstetter. She's a psychotherapist and not just any therapist. She's certified in ketamine-assisted therapy. Yeah, we're talking about that ketamine, Special K, the psychedelic drug. Sometimes veterinarians even use it as an animal tranquilizer. But Dr. her, she's serious about ketamine and its potential to help treat, restore, possibly transform people who have struggled severely with mental health. That's one of the reasons she opened the co-op, which is spelled with a K, over the summer in graduate hospital.
1: Ketamine allows us to work with a higher consciousness. That has been really, really profound in getting them over that hump, those patients, crossing that bridge, and reaching what might feel more like recovery to some of them.
0: This is The Johncast, a podcast about interesting and unexpected stories from Philadelphia. I'm Brian Seltzer, and today we look at why one Philadelphia doctor thinks we should be talking more about ketamine as medicine, not just a street drug. It's early August, and a woman who asked to be identified as Marie is having mixed emotions.
2: Tomorrow, I'm embarking on a new psychotherapy treatment at the co-op in Graduate Hospital. I'm feeling mostly excited, uh, a little anxious, uh, optimistic. But um, then there's also some sadness that... um, That's kind of rolling through because um, what if this really does work and then the 20 some years of my therapeutic journey could have prevented and this um, had this been available then.
0: Marie's been through a lot complex PTSD, severe depression, different types of trauma and up to this point she continues to struggle.
2: I have found myself recently slipping hard and fast into a depression and with this impending feeling of uh, sadness, doom, I'm I'm crying quite a lot, I have lost a lot of sense of pleasure and hope and my thinking, it just feels really thrown off and I, I have enough of a fight left in me that I don't want to go down that road again.
0: Marie's tried it all. She's been in therapy. She's taken the meds. This back and forth is a dance that's familiar to patients that have come to the co-op since Dr. Sophia Branstetter opened it in July.
1: I would say that many of our patients are people that have tried so many different kinds of treatments, have been trying to navigate the mental health roller coaster, that it feels like it can be finding the right clinician, psychiatrists, treatments. These are people that are turning towards this treatment as their last hope.
0: A couple things worth establishing here early on. First, patients have to meet a certain mental health criteria to even be eligible for this kind of treatment. Then, they have to do three preparation sessions before treatment begins. Once patients finish these steps, treatment starts, and everything's done under what Dr. Branstetter calls a harm reduction model. There's a psychiatric nurse practitioner on site at all times. Whenever ketamine's being administered, constantly monitoring the vital signs of patients, the therapist for each patient is right next to them the whole time the ketamine is taking effect. As for the actual ketamine, it comes in the form of a rapid-dissolve tablet made at a compounding pharmacy in Philadelphia that does work like this on a national level. So there's lots of protocols that are in place. In no way, shape, or form, is Dr. Branstetter suggesting that anybody out there do this on their own, without supervision, or the proper diagnosis from a licensed practitioner.
1: So we have the medicine in small increments, so that way we can go up very slowly in terms of them taking another rapid dissolve tablet until we can figure out what feels like the right dose for them. And they're monitored throughout the entire process.
0: When I took a visit to the co-op, The setup was totally not what I was expecting.
1: This is our kitchen communal space where you come and relax and have some light refreshments while you wait for your treatments.
0: For something new age like this, I was envisioning the co-op being in a location that was modern, maybe even a little flashy, like the street-level retail space of a new construction residential building or something like that. But the setting of the co-op was really charming. It felt like a home that... People still lived in. It is in a brownstone, after all, and this is precisely the vibe that Dr. Branstetter is going for. This is so nicely furnished. I wish <laughs> I could call it my house. No, this is great. I got to think that in mind, body and spirit, this is a type of experience that you need to feel a level of comfort with.
1: You know, this is something that people are coming to and they don't know what to expect. And so creating this... Ambiance is really important to the, what we refer to as the set and setting of the experience.
0: This room's really nice. Got a lot of light coming through.
1: Yeah, and again, this couch folds down into a bed. The rooms are easily manipulated to
0: provide... As Dr. Brandstetter continues to walk me through the co-op, I have a thought. Is there any way that we could simulate what it feels like or sounds like in the room for a treatment work. session? Yes. All right. Everything but the, the ketamine. One, my phone's already set up with the... So she has me lay down and I nestle into the corner of this velvety chaise lounge style couch. She puts a cozy blanket over me, up to my neck. I put the eye shades on and then the music starts. And I just try to relax.
1: I'm having a seat on the floor next to you right by your face and so there's a lot of consent that happens around physical touch it can be very grounding for patients during a journey to feel the hand of the therapist on them okay so we do a lot of consent around how would this feel how would it feel for you to say no thank you or please take off your hand or remove your hand or no so we'll do a practice of that because consent is very important. So let's practice that right now.
0: The co-op psychotherapy program lasts six weeks. Patients have to be at least 18 to do it, and they can go week by week or at whatever pace is comfortable for them, depending on how their body and mind respond. Patients pick their own therapist based on certain areas of expertise. It could be Dr. Brandstetter or another therapist who's a member of the co-op. And that brings us to the other key part of the co-op's business model. Yes, the co-op is for patients. It's meant to help them and work through whatever issues they're trying to resolve. But Dr. Branstetter also wants the co-op to be a destination for like-minded therapists
1: clinicians come to the co-op because they're interested in ketamine-assisted psychotherapy or they have already trained in it. And so they become members of the co-op, paying a membership fee. And part of that membership fee involves them bringing their own patients here to be able to do ketamine-assisted psychotherapy under a harm reduction model. And the therapists that are interested in doing this but haven't received training can take our ketamine-assisted psychotherapy comprehension Package, which provides training t- through Psychedelics Today and uh, practicum opportunities that we offer.
0: It's a few hours after Marie gets back home from her first ketamine-assisted psychotherapy session at the co-op. One of her biggest takeaways about ketamine?
2: It tastes terrible. It is like tang mixed with metal shavings. It's disgusting. (laughs) Definitely was not pleasant.
0: Marie then went on to describe other parts of the experience like how she felt during the therapy.
2: I just sink back and like watching a feather, my body is just drifting, drifting into more of a comfortableness. And as I surrender, into my breath as I allow myself to breathe out longer and breathe in and it feels a little tingly it feels comforting it feels nice it was very enlightening and very very sweet to have to, re, to recall some things and to, and to ponder some things that I normally put in a box and put on a shelf in a vault in a closet in a vault <laughs> very very tucked away um so I'm looking forward to more sessions. Just gonna allow this to work its magic and um, see how things go.
0: How does ketamine do this? What properties does it have that make it a good fit for psychotherapy as opposed to other psychedelics like MDMA or mushrooms? For Sophia Brandstetter, ketamine was the only option for her clinic.
1: Ketamine is short active. So to come in and know that this is short active, this journey will be 45 minutes to 60 minutes. I have patients that metabolize the medicine really quickly and their journeys are only 20 minutes. So as a starting stepping stone to psychedelic medicines, ketamine really opens the door to let people see how this can shift.
0: Is... Taking ketamine, trying ketamine, part of the training process? Did you have to go through that, mm-hmm. see how you, your body, your mind responded to everything so you could be in a position to better identify with what patients or other doctors mm-hmm. might be experiencing?
1: So it's actually a controversial topic in the field right now. They're saying legally that they don't want therapists using the medicine um, because they don't have a meant if they don't have a mental health diagnosis. But I am from the position that I can't ask my patients to do that, anything that I wouldn't do.
0: What did you find? What are some things that you experienced or felt? if you care to share? What are some things that you hear from your patients that they experience?
1: When the journey starts to settle in, oftentimes we can see a sort of zooming out where we're actually getting a bird's eye view of the earth. And you're in the stars, and what's really interesting about that is sort of this immediate shift around perspective. We're so zoomed in in our own lives, obviously, that we just can't see it, and it's really hard to change. But when you zoom out and you have a completely different perspective—not only of you, but as as we all relate to each other in this world—changes can happen.
0: And this progress often comes in the form of smaller packages.
1: An example would be somebody with extreme agoraphobia walks out of their house the next day and gets in their car and drives to look for a job. We see somebody with extreme depression that can't get out of bed, get out of bed, make their bed and shower. We are seeing people be able to live a life that feels much closer to the life that they feel they were, they were meant to live.
0: As for how long it takes for patients to turn a corner, Dr. Branstetter says it typically happens around the third treatment session. And sure enough, as Marie gets closer to that milepost, her outlook begins to shift.
2: So I've now completed a second week. I went into my second ketamine session with a preceding complicated week. Uh, it was a roller coaster. Besides there being a full moon, a funeral of a loved one, uh, I ended a toxic relationship. I saved a bird from my cat's mouth. But I definitely noticed that I came to accept this hard week with a bit more grace, something I could pat myself on the back with.
0: Coming up, after a break, how do things turn out for Marie? And we'll also address some of the hurdles ketamine-assisted psychotherapy faces now that it's becoming more mainstream. We'll be right back. Philadelphia dentist today was sentenced to 22 years in prison and fined $100,000. This was just unbelievable. you did not understand the genius in Larry. Nobody was doing coke at this point. No one
2: could believe that this highly educated, young, handsome man was this kingpin drug dealer. This is Wolves Among Us, the Larry Lavin story. A documentary podcast from C-13 Originals, the Cadence 13 studio. Listen now on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This is the Cast. I'm Brian Seltzer. After two ketamine-assisted psychotherapy sessions at the co-op in the Graduate Hospital neighborhood of Philadelphia, Marie says she's starting to notice pretty significant change. Something profound happened during her second treatment.
2: I really did at one point knew I, I sounded like a Maori tribal woman at a football game at the World Cup. I mean, it was just... <laughs> it was just... <laughs> Not, um, and it just came out so naturally. So shit got real, real. And in, um, and there was a big cathartic, uh, release, a beautiful crying that just didn't feel like an ugly cry. It didn't feel like a, um, the, the tears just easily came. And that was, that was lovely.
0: Remember how in the beginning of the story, Marie talked about her struggles with mental health, how she's, fallen pretty deep down some really dark holes. Well, here, in a matter of days, some of those same issues that had created such roadblocks for Marie throughout her life, all of a sudden, didn't seem quite so insurmountable or impossible to overcome.
2: That's really awesome. And, I, and I'm, I'm really excited for um, my upcoming third session.
0: Dr. Sophia Brandstetter, the founder and one of the clinicians at the Co-op Ketamine Assisted Treatment Center she gets it. Since we're dealing with ketamine here, a psychedelic substance, there's still some hangups about its past and its present.
1: I think that ketamine is going to have a street name, right? We know it as a street drug, and then it's going to have a medical name where we know it as an anesthetic, and I think it's going to take time for us to understand it as a medicine.
0: The truth is, ketamine has been used as a healing agent for a pretty long time, going back more than half a century to when the United States was making some breakthrough discoveries about ketamine's effects on the human body and mind in the 1960s. Now, not so coincidentally, this was all happening during the height of the brutal Vietnam War. The FDA approved ketamine for use in 1970, and after that, ketamine found its way to the battlefield, where soldiers with severe injuries were caholed.
1: We really looked at ketamine as an intervention used for sedation. Then, over the recent years, we started to see it being used for pain management, you know, migraines, physical pain. And what is really interesting to see in those studies is that patients' mental health started to improve. And now it's starting to use because of that off label for
0: mental health. When Dr. Brandstetter says off label, she's talking about drugs that are tested in clinical trials but haven't been given the full green light by the FDA yet. This isn't uncommon in forms of cancer treatment. But between that and the psychedelic nature of ketamine itself, Dr. Bransetter gets why people might be skeptical or consider all of this controversial. There's also the cost factor. Ketamine-assisted psychotherapy sessions can only be billed as an out-of-network benefit, and most insurance companies just cover 45 minutes to an hour's worth of psychotherapy. These sessions at the co-op three hours. If a patient were to come to you and say, I really want to try this, I've heard so many great things, but...
1: Well, let's just take it at face value and say that you're asking somebody to come into an office and have a psychedelic experience (laughs) to lower their protectors and to access information, content, feelings, thoughts that feel very intimidating to them. I think the people that are lining up are the people that have done everything else and they feel like this this is is clearly what I need, is to unlock those pieces to make the sort of progress that I need.
0: Still, there's one really critical question, though, that I feel like I've got to be direct with Dr. Bransetter about. Is ketamine addictive? Could a patient, once their six-week treatment session at the co-op is done, get hooked on this stuff?
1: They say that it does not have addictive qualities, but I can tell you that patients that have been depressed for a long time, and they come in, and for forty-five minutes they don't feel d- depressed. I could see them wanting to use that medicine at night every time they go to, you know, before they go to sleep. I don't know what this looks like in terms of the regulations. Um, this is all really new. What I can say is that we're regulating it here. In terms of how much medicine the patient has, in terms of how we are monitoring, and in terms of selecting the patients that are appropriate for this. But we can't control what's going to happen out there, you know. All we can think about is how thoughtfully we put it together here.
0: The end of summer is usually a tough time for Marie, the patient at the co op who's had a long history with mental health. The days get shorter, the weather gets colder, winter is on its way. It's hard on her. But this year, as Marie went into the home stretch of her six-week treatment program, her outlook was different. During her third session at the co-op, Marie had what she called a breakthrough. I
2: had this vision. I was seeing myself standing on a balcony overlooking a green jungle and it was raining and I was drinking a cup of tea and and this, this beautiful feeling, this beautiful me witnessing, seeing the back of my silhouette lasted, it felt like, for 30 minutes Ultimately, I surmised this felt like this was like a, a rite of passage, that this wasn't a fleeting feeling. This was a state of mind that I had accomplished. This was solidified. And I, and I saw myself in, in, and then how it looked on my face and how I moved with it. And, and it was just gorgeous and, and, and simple. And honestly, with the, with the depression I have experienced, it has always blocked me from seeing the, the best of me.
0: By the time Marie had finished her sixth and final ketamine-assisted therapy session, she was convinced there had been a transformation.
2: I had more hope in my heart. I had the ability to accept things easier. Um, There was a brighter perspective, more understanding when situations would occur, and and I felt less reactionary being a hot-headed fire sign. (laughs) You know, I've had the the disappointments and the triggers, but they just, they just aren't the normal anchors that pull me under the heavy currents of depression.
0: So once the six weeks of treatment at the co-op are done, then what? Where do patients go from there? What does someone like Marie do to stay in a good headspace? Sophia Brandstetter says that a lot of the co-op's patients simply pick back up seeing their own therapists and work on integrating the takeaways and discoveries from their ketamine-assisted sessions into more traditional modes of treatment. If a hurdle pops up, patients can always go back to the co-op for another session. What's most fulfilling about this journey for you? I'm clinician yourself, an entrepreneur. Like, what do you get out of it?
1: Seeing people get better, creating a sense of community among colleagues, and really being able to provide access to the community to provide a treatment that is for all walks of life.
0: But for as much conviction as Dr. Setter has about the merits and benefits of ketamine-assisted psychotherapy, she's less certain about what the future of the space will look like, especially for clinicians like her. There's a lot to consider, like what other psychedelics, whether it's MDMA or mushrooms, will start being folded into therapeutic settings. What role will insurance and states play in how this type of treatment is regulated. And where is big pharma going to end up in all this? Because you know that if and when something like ketamine-assisted psychotherapy becomes mainstreamed, the pharmaceutical companies won't be far behind.
1: I see this changing the way that we look at mental health as a practitioner, as a culture, society. How we are helping patients access their own inner healer and really exist without medication through an experience is going to change the way everybody sees the world.
0: And the co op plans to be at the forefront.
1: Where I see the co op going, I see it following in that direction, you know, where the mental health field is going to allow it to go, how expansive it can be, you know, and. There's a lot of room to grow. I hope this becomes a space for the community to grow into that, but I really don't know.
0: Part of the journey, I guess, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm ready.
0: The John Cast is a production of KYW News Radio Original Podcast and is made in Philadelphia by Tom Rickard, Sabrina Boyd Serka, Myron Kaplan, Holly Stevens, Bibiana Correa. And me, Brian Seltzer. Special thanks to Mike Prince, Dr. Sophia Brandstetter for giving us access to the co-op, and Marie for checking in with us throughout our treatment. If you'd like to learn more about the co-op, whether you're a prospective patient or a clinician, the website is psychedelictherapist.co. We'll throw a link in the show notes, along with some other readings about ketamine-assisted psychotherapy. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter, please, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to pods, whether it's for free on the Odyssey app or anywhere else. We'll talk to you next week.